we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. My name is Eddie Estrada, and I'm here with my co-host, Armin. How you doing, Eddie? I'm doing good. We are back with another recap of Summer House, and this week was juicy. Next week looks even juicier. I have to say, and I was saying this while we were watching the show, I'm like, I have like a physical reaction when I watch the show. Like, I'm like laughing out loud. Like, I'm like gasping like I'm really enjoying it and it's just so fresh and authentic and it's so good like I am saying I'm gonna just say it I do think this season of Summer House is better than Vanderpump Rules you are really trying to drive this Summer House bandwagon and especially the finer Bitch, point not that Summer House is better I'm than like, Pump Rules. I've been on I've paved these damn roads for the bandwagon to go on don't say I'm leading the bandwagon I think you were the first person to watch the very first trailer for Summer no, House. No, that's not true. No, so you were. D- no. I think you were. I remember when we got like first word of Summer House and you were like, we have to do a podcast on this. Nobody yeah. knew what it was. It hadn't aired yet. And you saw the potential before anybody else did. Yeah. And basically like, you know, I'm, I'm Raven. I had a vision and the vision's coming true. A raven? I, you're saying you're the three-eyed raven no, Game I, of Thrones reference? No, I was Raven Simone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you in Game of Thrones? I'm like, no, I'm, bitch. I'm in Game of Thrones <laughs> mode right now. And I'm literally like, duh, Disney Channel, Raven Simone. That's so raven. Literally the only raven. raven that I knew was psychic. Because you know my Game of Thrones story, like how my roommates were really mad because I've actually only watched the most recent season. I watched recaps. I watched Jonathan Van Ness's Game of Thrones. Right. I remember when you did this. And then just watched recaps on And YouTube. you were like, Armin, that's enough, right? And I'm like, not really. <laughs> and like literally anyone who watches Game of Thrones hates me. And they're like, you don't understand. You, do, you didn't get the emotional value from the episodes. Literally Armin's argument to me. Um, well, back to Summer House. Which I am getting an emotional involvement into. You really are. And I feel like you've been sitting on this take since season one. You've been wanting to say Summer House is better than Vanderpump Rules. But this is the first year where it's... I don't know if I'm willing to admit it's true uh, yet, but I think... Give me in, I'll take a mile. I think there's an argument. Before, there was not an argument. I think season one aired um, parallel to season five of Vanderpump Rules. That was the Tom and Katie season. Yeah, which was dramatic. Right. Uh, last season of Vanderpump Rules, you had Jack's cheating on Britney. That was still compelling. But I agree. This season of Vanderpump Rules has arguably, arguably had the least amount of drama... I know we're not bashing Vanderpump Rules because we love no, Vanderpump never. Rules. We're just saying that Summer House, in my opinion, and what it sounds like Armin's opinion, <laughs> is just bringing it week by week. It's hard for me to get there. I, I'm not quite there yet. Okay, well, I'm there, and I've already like set up my home. I've bought property. <laughs> I've moved in. I'm like po- possibly engaged. You've bought all that Summer House stock. I'm ready. I'm ready, and I'm willing, and I've let it overtake me. And if you guys want to hear my hot takes every week and Armin's hot takes on Summer House, make sure you guys are subscribed on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, and Spotify. So many different ways to listen, so you have no excuse. 
And if you guys want to make sure you guys live tweet with us each week, Summer House, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Okay, enough of that because I want to get to talking about this episode. Let's do it. So the episode starts where the last episode ended. They are basically leaving the house for the week. And Hannah's dad comes to visit the house, you know, and she's kind of introducing her to everybody, introducing him to everybody. And she kind of goes into detail about why she's so close with her dad. And we get the story of that. He was her tennis coach, which I think is amazing. That is like, it, it shows like a side. It, Hannah's really close with her family. It seems. And that's, I feel like a big thing in summer house, just in general, everyone in summer house is very close to their family. So I feel like, except for Lindsay, well, no, she has her aunt Rhoda. She does have her aunt. Right. Right. But she has a more complicated relationship. More complicated with relationship. Yeah. But they all, you know, they all have these figures. So it's nice to see Hannah's and get nice to like meet her family more because yeah. we saw her amazing grandma. But then we cut back to the week and we yep. see that Carl has a date with Paige, which I am standing this relationship like so hard. Like it's weird because this is the thing is like sometimes I feel like I'm watching a TV. I forget that I'm watching a TV show or no, I feel like I'm just watching a TV show and I forget it's a reality show and these are like real people. Right. Like I'm like, oh, this character is so great. Like I love this arc (laughs) that Carl and Paige are having and this date. I'm loving the character work here. Like I'm loving the way this uh, character is being fleshed out and the way this dynamic is working between these two. So well written. Oh, wait. (laughs) <laughs> in reality, it's not written. This, and that's like the thing with this relationship. I think, I mean, we're going to see there's drama next episode, but it's almost like a story tale, like a storybook, like relationship. Like, think I think they're book? like perfect. This hasn't been working uh, out quite like me Carl has imagined. Like, me like crazy. Yeah. I don't think it's storybook for Carl. And I think for Paige, she's kind of doing her own thing. I think it's not that big of a deal to her. I mean, I'm sure we're going to go into it deeper. But in terms of the date, what do you think about a breakfast date in general? Okay. I don't usually do breakfast date unless it's brunch. And even then, I it has to be like, I don't know. It's I don't really like doing like brunch or morning dates just because... Especially for a first date? It's a weird time. But I get why he did it because she likes pancakes. Like she, she said that. Because she likes pancakes. So, I mean, I thought it was a cute gesture. Like, I, I, I was already like, oh, Carl remembered. You know why I think he angled for the breakfast date? Why? It's an easier in. The dinner date is a little more official. Okay. It's more romantic. And he can sense, just like we can all sense, that Paige isn't that into this relationship. I mean, it's not a relationship right now, right? They're just hooking up in the pantry. Yeah, and... Uh- for her, it's not it's, exclusive. Yeah. It seems like Carl isn't hooking up with anyone else. She's kind of like playing the field. So he doesn't want to get turned down if he asks her on an official, official date. date. Like this is like an easier, like yep. like you said, it's dinner day, in. maybe dinner and a movie. Because I think she would deny it. But breakfast, it's way more casual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Breakfast is casual. Brunch, on the other hand, would have been a hot mess. But unless they both like it was like a Tuesday and they were deciding like not to like do bottomless. But like when I go to brunch, I'm doing bottomless. Well, but this is a pre-work breakfast. You, I mean, you're not, they can't even do brunch. <laughs> Me, I'm like, it's, it's whatever. Pre- Tuesday pre-work. bottomless. What kind of 
That's Brunches like a are you going on, on a Tuesday? Yeah, no, I'm really not. I'm just, <laughs> you know, just saying. It's good that they only had pancakes. Um, <laughs> well, he but, had the avocado toast. But there was multiple things ordered, you know. <laughs> um, I have to say that I'm really noticing this, and I noticed it a lot at the end of the episode, too, which I'll get to, but Carl's kind of getting the Carl treatment this season. I love it. Like, I, like I literally said, I was like, Karma's a bitch, bitch. Like, he, this is kind of how he was treating um, Lauren. 100%. That Carl's getting Carled. Carl's literally getting Carled right now. Yeah. But, I, I, but it's different because I don't think Paige is like, and I don't think Carl no. I was, think I think Paige is totally Carl 2.0 right now. You do? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I thought it was worse when Carl was doing it. Here is how it was worse. Carl was sleeping with Lauren. I think Carl was leading Lauren on a lot more than Paige is leading Carl. Yes. On. Paige is a lot more real about it. For example, when Paige when Carl is like, "This is a long time coming," and Paige is like, "Is it?" <laughs> But that's like, I feel like... So she's kind of like being forward. Like, this is not really a long time I coming. It's not a big deal. We're eating pancakes together. Whatever. But in Carl's head, it's kind of, you're like, you're kind of the embodiment of Carl right now because you're like, this is so storybook. This is so romantic. But Paige is like, I'm just eating pancakes. Maybe, I love breakfast food. Maybe I'm like really rooting for Carl because I, I feel like Carl's so genuine in this relationship and it's a side we haven't seen before and I'm really, really drawn to it. So I'm really hoping for the best for these two. Oh yeah, he is head over heels. And I feel like he's kind of like everything that she's looking for too, even though she hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, like, you know, the Beast was a Beast. I don't know, that was Bell. a long list. I know. You think he's checking off every box? I mean, it, there is multiple boxes that he has not checked, like, having a job. But we'll get to that. Um, but... That was shady, Eddie. I, it wasn't that shady. It's it's It was a storyline. <laughs> you True. can't get mad at me for something that happened on the episode. Was that was that one of her... Uh, was, was that on her I'm list? I'm sure it's on her list. But... I mean, they they talk about it later in the episode. Like, he's ready. He's like, I've done the dating thing. Like, I'm not down to play these games anymore. Like, I'm ready to find that person and be with her and, you know, start a family. And literally, Paige is over here sitting, talking to Lindsay and being like, I want to be married and have kids by 30. What? She's 25. Okay, that's two years dating Carl. Then you can get engaged. She's 27 already. Then they'll have, like, a year to get themselves married. And then another year to, like, kind of travel before they have their kid at 30. Like, Paige, I just laid it out for you. I didn't mean to put pressure. I'm not meaning to put pressure on this at all. But don't look a gift gift horse in the mouth. I cannot ever relate to people who are like, oh, I just met this person. We made out in the pantry twice. And I want to get married and have kids with them. I just can't relate to that. If Carl genuinely feels that way, then uh, more power to You've never had an impulsive love? Uh, No, not in that way. No way. You've never so been. So I feel like it's way more of a sexual attraction thing. And he's like projecting all these other elements to it because he knows that's what Paige wants. And I think a part of him wants it. But until you really get to know a person, they haven't even gone on a proper date. And they he's went like, to breakfast. Oh. <laughs> we had breakfast food together. Carl doesn't even know her. What if he lives with her for two weeks and, and thinks she's the most annoying person you know, on this planet? I'm not saying she would be. I'm guessing she wouldn't be. But I don't understand it. Okay, well, we'll see how it plays out. At least out. jumping to that conclusion is what I'm saying. You know, be infatuated. Try to take the next step. And that's what she said the problem was, that he was, like, kind of moving too fast. Oh, yeah. 
But sometimes oh it's my exciting. God, yeah. It's a summer romance. It's a summer love. <laughs> Just feed into it. You only summer have, loving. You only have a few weeks to enjoy each other before who knows what happens when the summer ends. <laughs> before they go back to the <laughs> before place they go back to high in. school. <laughs> Gosh, I'm like treating this. This, this like, is very like, high school though. All the making out, the making out in the pantry. Honestly, this like makes me want to get like a summer house in Malibu. Like I feel, but like no one Should else would be it? there. I mean, who else would be there? I don't know. Let's Should find, we just do let's it? find a friend group? Sum, summer house summer. malibu summer house malibu i just like i feel like it doesn't play the same way in la because we're we basically have a year-round summer in la except for this year with all the rain but it was really hot this weekend the whole point about it being in new york is that it's like super cold and snowing in the winter and then they're so excited for it to be summer and so they could like break out and oh, so so because we have summer all the all year round we don't get to have summer yeah, exactly. Okay. That's, it's always summer. That's coastist. <laughs> and I'm really offended by you right now. I can enjoy summer. Enjoy your summer. <laughs> Do we need a summer house? Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, let's go back to the house because we just spent a long time on Carl and Paige. And True. there's tons of other people in this house we need to talk about. So Lindsay and Hannah, you know, they think... Lindsay thinks their relationship's kind of going to a good start. She kind of sees, you know, Hannah around the house and she's making comments about how she looks, including like, oh, that's a shirt or like, oh, that's really feminine. And she says this to her constantly as they're getting ready when they're at dinner. Like she's kind of making these comments about Hannah's appearance. And we find out that it's bugging Hannah a lot because it's kind of attacking her femininity and she feels like Lindsay's kind of attacking her on what it is to be a woman. And this brings up a lot of old, um, you know, hurt that she's had because she's been kind of, you know, bullied for this in the past, you know, cause she is an athlete. She, you know, might do a couple, little bit more masculine things that aren't considered girly or feminine, but it's like, like she said on the show and on Twitter, you know, this like mas- masculine feminine construct is like so you know, archaic and stupid. 100%. And, like, you don't need to be, like, super feminine to be a woman or be super masculine to be a man. And Jordan said the same thing. It was, like, you know, me, like, wearing these Speedos or, like, working on my body and these stuff. Like, all these people were calling him out for being gay on Twitter and stuff. He's, like, it's the same thing. Like, that's toxic masculinity. Like, you can't assign activities and ideas on a gender and, like, claim that's the only way you can be because... I can go on and on about this. I did a gender, sex, and sexuality class in college, so I clearly know everything. I'm joking, <laughs> obviously, but I mean, it's it's something we really. Well, we're need all to talk familiar about. with this binary, right? By by now, we all know about binary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you should know about binary by now. <laughs> by now, yeah, and it we've come to find out that it's kind of bizarre that Lindsay is playing into this stereotype because in her past, she partook in a lot of you know what people would describe as masculine activities the part right? that literally killed me was she was like i was in rotc and hannah's like, like oh shit, shit. <laughs> so yeah she was like, part of rotc she played soccer growing up um, she said all the sports like, she did all the sports exactly so it was weird and i know we didn't even need hannah to call it out for us to think it was weird when Lindsay was saying that stuff like oh you're finally looking feminine and you're finally looking put together we kind of looked at each other funny like why is Lindsay saying this she's saying it wasn't coming from a bad place she wanted to empower hannah 
I think Lindsay needs to work on a delivery though, because it did not come across that way. It kind of came across as passive aggressive. It did a little bit, but we know Lindsay's not always the best with delivery. Like she has her heart in the message, but it just doesn't come always come out the right way. And right, but delivery matters. Before, yeah, but that's why it was cool that Hannah didn't hold it in. Yeah, I thought that was really good. It was, and good. she's like, "Let me confront Lindsay." It was a really good housemate moment. Get down to the bottom of this. And I think that's gonna. I mean, I know, it looks like they're obviously gonna have issues later again, but I feel like this was a good stepping stone in building the relationship together. Oh, are they? And building a friendship. It looks like there's going to be drama when Lindsay, Lindsay like basically is like calls Paige icy. Remember when the girls are listening in on Carl and Lindsay bash them? Right. So we'll see what happens. But I do think this is, this was a really good moment between the two. I think it's really smart and really awesome that Hannah, even though she was terrified of confronting Lindsay, she did it anyways, because it brought it cleared the air because both of them were on the same page about a lot of the same things. So it was really, really nice to see kind of that moment. And I think maybe some other people in the house can, you know, use that model in their own way and get through some of the issues in this house and get to the bottom of some, some things that might be left unsaid. Sure. One of those being is Jordan a liar. <laughs> so I, have and we still to- haven't gone into down to the bottom of that. I mean, so let's get to the dinner because that's kind of where I'm leading anyways. Um, there's two major things kind of like happen at the dinner. We, we did have the whole... the Hannah Lindsay thing. Hannah Lindsay thing. But, and then they... So their coming to terms comes after this. But right. we kind of skipped the dinner. We need to talk about the dinner because first off, it is revealed that maybe Jordan's stories aren't 100% true all of the time. Because he gets confronted at dinner if he actually made out with three women the other night as he had claimed to. But one was actually just a peck. And the other one was Danielle. And then I guess there was a third. And there was a third. My thing is... And we still don't know the truth, by the way. We don't know the truth. But him changing his story makes me believe him less. If he would have doubled down and been like, no, yeah, I made out with three women like I told you. I would be like, okay. Like, even if he lied, he, like, was in the lie. Him, like, going back and be like, oh, no, it was one peck. Now I'm going to be like, was it one peck? Did you also make out with someone else? Like, I would just be like, oh, you're a liar. I don't know. Does that make sense? No, 100%. And then he had the whole comment in the confessional about how yeah, he was like, was I'm just going to give them what they want. I'm going to tell them what they want to hear. Yeah, which Remember is that? also weird. Which is like okay, I don't really understand because do they want to hear that you lied about one of the kisses and that that was a peck and then there was another makeout and then you made out with Danielle? That doesn't seem that much better. They still didn't really buy it. So maybe that's just like a execution failure on his part. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't. Then you can't really trust what he's saying because what's the truth here, you know? Yeah. My problem is, is that this is his first time in the summer, like, hang at the summer house with these people. This is his, what, like fifth week there, fourth week there. He needs to be making a good impression. Like he's made a terrible impression by lying. And it's only going to get worse. I think he just needs to be like as honest as possible. He's kind of now like retreating and hiding. Like he's never confronted any of these things. And he's just waiting for them to ask him about it instead of being like, you know what, guys, I lied. I, this is why I did it. This is why I felt uncomfortable. Carl. Carl does love him. Carl love 
I feel like Carl sees a lot of himself in, in Jordan. When like they're getting dressed and Jordan's like, uncuffing believable. And Carl's like, yeah, he was dying for that. Well, let's be real. The two of them together are literally like kind of two peas in a pod. They're both like mm-hmm. have those corny dad jokes. They're hilarious. Yeah. Jordan's an interesting character. It's funny because we've had these like back-to-back seasons with these new guys entering the house, mm-hmm. kind of filling in that Everett role. And they are both they were both mysteries. They are both mysteries. Um one was a meat. A meat story. Who, who you dubbed a meat story. And now we have Jordan, who's a mystery in the total inverse way, because it's not He's not an undershare. He's an overshare. Exactly. Overshare, but he's like oversharing contradictory details so you don't know what's true. So that's what's a mystery about him, whereas Amit just kind of like lurked in the shadows and never gave us anything. So we were just asking ourselves, who is Amit? And now with Jordan, we're asking ourselves, who is Jordan? But it's because he tells us one thing, then he says another, and then he says, I'm just going to tell the cast what they want to hear. So that's not the truth. So what is the truth? It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because in the season preview, isn't there a moment where Jordan says, oh, I have to be upfront with you guys. I have to be honest. And then. Yeah. So is the moment coming? Something? Well, not next week, but it must be coming at some point. How far are we into the season? How many more episodes do we have? We're 60% through. 60%? We only have 40% of left of. <laughs> I don't if know. we're doing the math right. <laughs> so how many is that? Four more weeks? Yeah. Four more weeks. Only a month? Isn't it usually a 10-episode season? I hope it's more. I hope that... Well, we also have the reunion, probably. Right. So we're like 50% of the way. 50%. Don't push me <laughs> this to the edge. I'm on the edge, Armin. Don't push me. I You're like, I want more house. Summer House. I honestly could watch Summer House year-round. I'm not even lying about that. It doesn't work with the title. It doesn't. Put them in a winter house. I already said this. Right. But then that's winter house. That's not summer house. Then you have fall house and spring house. <laughs> Switch it up. What's the what's the lure? What's the lure of like fall house? Those are international. So you go okay. places that you would go like internationally for the fall and internationally for the Actually, spring. New York would be quite nice for fall. You know, New York, autumn. Trust me, go I hand went in hand. around that time and my, it was so cold my throat was closing up. It was not cute. I was there in November. Okay. We're going to have to do some uh, location searching for that. But back to the dinner. The other thing that was revealed was that the curse of Summer House has struck again for Carl. And once again, he has lost his job while in the Summer House. This has happened literally every season. Has it? He's lost his job every season. This time, at last year, last season, it happened right before, before the show, remember? Right. Because that's why he was like on that bender. Right. And then the season for that, I think he lost it while he was there. Ooh, Carl. Do you think it is the summer house? It might be. It's the curse of the summer house. But it's also, he said on, and him and Cowboy said on Twitter, it's also sales. And sales are really hard in the summer. And if you don't meet your quota, you got a quota no more. And that's you were like, what do you think people are going to like this hashtag? I'm still not feeling it. Quota, quota no mo is my <laughs> hashtag. I loved it. I'm still, I'm, I think we need to workshop that. I think that's brilliant. So that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of turnover in sales, I guess. I mean, my mom told me, told me I should never go into sales because it was like, she was like, you know, it's 
so flippy floppy. Like you, it's not a secure job because you have to make quotas. If you don't make quotas, you don't make your money. And if you don't make your money, you don't keep a job. That sounds intense. So any, any given month, you're just out of there. I, it looks like it. I mean, I've never worked in sales, so yeah. I can't. I can't speak to sales. We can bring some business people in here. We could do a. I feel like that's forum. stressful for the employer too. You are constantly having to like hire new people, train new people. I mean, I don't it's expensive know. to train new people. Are you a trainer? <laughs> I dabble. You dabble in training. I dabble in training. Well, I mean, I had to retrain so many people at my old job every time there was turnover, and. It, it makes you less productive, obviously, because you, you can't do your job full-fledged since you're having to train a new person. And if you're having to do that constantly, unless they have a dedicated person for that. And maybe at a big company, a big sales company, they do. I don't know. Carl, hit us up. Let us know. We want to know the machinations. <laughs> we want to know how sales works. Yep. Um, but, I mean, I had to agree with Kyle. I think it was really good that he was really upfront with the group about it and was really honest. Because at first he just said he was getting summer Fridays. And that's why he was able to leave early. And then he could, he reveals that he doesn't have a job anymore. Um, I think it was Which really earned great. him a makeout with Paige. It did earn him a makeout with Paige. She's like, she's like, I'm not a total terrible person. Like, I'm not going to sleep with him, but I'll make out with him. <laughs> I love that. That's like, that's like Paris Hilton. Like, oh, I did, I did my philanthropy for the week. I made out with, I made out with a guy. <laughs> did Paris Hilton say that? I feel like she said it somewhere. <laughs> You're like, I just feel like that's a Paris Hilton I thing feel to like, say. I feel like that's a very like simple life kind of situation. Well, quote. I remember that one episode of the simple life when they opened the kissing booth. Oh, I mean, well, the remember life. that? See, I, that was the thing was I was going to say, I haven't been laughing out loud at lines from people since simple life. Like thinking lines on reality TV were like really LOL funny. <sighs> Paige and Hannah are making me do that. I have to shout out Roni. Really? Okay, Roni. Okay, Roni. Roni, Roni makes Roni me too. laugh out loud. Roni does have moments, but I don't know. The Take a Xanax. <laughs> Calm down. Shout I out mean, to Roni. I mean, you're right. But I, I don't know. I just also I anything love, Sonia says. <laughs> I love. Yeah. Well, Sonia's just a character in herself. <laughs> I, but but think about it. Like Ramona and Sonia. Paris and Nicole, like Han and Paige are slowly cementing themselves as a dynamic duo of reality television. And they're both hilarious. I also want to make a distinction between the Hannah Page duo and those other two duos. Sonia and Ramona to me are unintentionally funny. And same with Paris and Nicole. But Hannah and Paige can deliver bits. Like, they yeah, are really like, good at bits. They're, like, smart. And they got the one-liners exactly. Like, like, they know exactly what they're doing. They are super funny people. Not to say Ramona and Sonia aren't. It's a different brand of funny. That's 100%. I 100% agree with you're you. You're a little more laughing at those two. I'm while you're laughing with, with these two. Yeah, yeah, Paige and Hannah. Exactly. Well, kudos, That's girls. the difference. So, yeah, exactly. Kudos. You're smart funny. Well, so, what else happened this episode? So... Basically, the only other thing happened was the St. Bart's party Saint where Bart's everyone party. has to dress like they're going to St. Bart's. I don't know what that means, but... I mean, I guess it's an East Coast thing. Like, they go to St. Bart's a bunch, but they all are just basically in resort wear, which is a great party. It's a nice theme. I like it. I mean, Paige and Carl decided to both wear all white because it's their wedding, as Paige joked. You know Carl was following suit. Of course he, was he like, wanted oh, Paige to is match gonna wear. Yeah, Paige is going to wear all white. I'm going to wear all white. He's in that weird phase that... Like sometimes I'll do, and it's batshit crazy. Where it's like you'll you like aren't like dating the person, but like you kind of like 
in your head you kind of are. So you'll like weirdly like accidentally match them or like go to the same parties with them or on purposefully purpose. match them. There's well, that. I would never do that. I wouldn't be like crazy. Be like, here we're matching, but like you subconsciously like start to like dress like them or oh, act like them. Carl is doing that. Carl is purposefully matching. You think it's purposeful? Yeah. Ah, well, hundred percent. Sometimes it subconsciously happens. Yeah, it could be. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like I, I'm not like a stalker. <laughs> You're like I've been Carl. No, but don't shit but, on no, me. But sometimes when you like go on a few dates with someone or you like start to spend a lot of time with them, you start to pick up like their mannerisms and like right. the way they dress and like, not like you're like trying to become oh, them, like a single white female them. You're just like, it's just like your style's changing. I don't know. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm the only person No, you have so many that. shared experiences that all of a sudden your worldview starts to morph. I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. Your vernacular starts to shift a little maybe bit. Maybe I'm literally a black swan and I just am like slowly like becoming the other person. Your Portman? I'm literally us. Wait, are you Black Swan or are you us? I don't know. Either or. Basically, either or. I'm any duplicate. I'm Revenge <laughs> of the Body Snatchers. Watch out. Um, do you think Carl season three or Lauren season one is crazier? Which well, Who is the crazier person? Lauren season one. I don't think okay. Carl's crazy at all. I think Carl... Lauren season two takes the cake. 100%. Oh, yeah. No, she was... Literally and figuratively. No. Because she literally took the cake and smashed it on Carl's face. But... Lawrence season one, I don't think was as crazy as Carl season three right now, arguably. I don't think he's crazy. I think he's playing the right game. He's just going a little bit oh, too quick. Oh, he is not playing the right game. You don't think so? He's smitten. He's a little like He's delusional right now. Oh, no, I love it. I think he's... I it's think he's, it's cute. It's cute. And I'm glad that, you know, even as he said, was it him or was it... No, I think it was Kyle, actually. I think even Kyle said, this is the first time you're seeing Carl like this. And even Carl admitted that usually girls are the ones who love him and he doesn't love them back. Yeah. But this time... The tables have turned. Oh, they have turned. They have definitely turned. And I think um, he's rivaling Lauren season one. Nobody's ever going to rival Kristen season anything of Vanderpump Rules. Um, (laughs) We are rewatching season two right now and... Oh, wow. But Carl is uh, looking desperate right now. And it's fun to watch. I don't agree. But we can agree to disagree <laughs> about that. Because I think it's How amazing. about when he goes up to Paige at the St. Bard's party? He's like, you know, you're like really mature. You're so mature. I think he's really putting his heart on the line. We've never seen a car like this before. And I really appreciate... <laughs> he's known her for shit. like three weeks. You know, sometimes when you know, you know. Oh, yeah? Sometimes when you know, you know. It just takes one whirlwind, one whirlwind night to find true love. Just one whirlwind night in the pantry. Have you like ever watched a Disney movie? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it for this week for Summer House. Make sure you guys don't miss a single other recap by subscribing to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys want to live tweet with us next week. While we chat about everything that happens in the house of the summer, <laughs> make sure you guys are following us on Twitter and Instagram by searching hot and bravoed at H O T and B R A V O D. Armin, how can everyone find you? At Armin Mahram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Strata. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>